What's good, y'all? Welcome back to the Very Dependent Podcast, where we depend on the Verde and Black for our everyday vibes. Today, we check the Verde vibes ahead of opening day, address MLS Soccer's 14th place prediction for Austin's 2024 season, and welcome back our buddy Eric Goodman to discuss this season's expectations before closing out the episode with the stoppage time rundown of the hottest Austin FC, MLS, and world footy storylines of the past week. I'm Logan Bartlett, a.k.a. Lobar. Hey, everybody. It's Logan, a.k.a. Lojo. What to do, people? This is Paul, a.k.a. Low Paul. Yes, sir. Match day one, mm-hmm. just a few days away, boys. That's it's it, exciting, boy. huh? It's exciting. Right. I'm ready, dude. Yeah, dude. Yeah, you feeling, are y'all feeling like confident coming out of the preseason or not? Nah? I've drank, I've had every sip of Kool-Aid there is to have. That's facts. I'm ready. We're back. Mm-hmm. Full on believer, dude. Josh Wolf can do no wrong. <laughs> 100%, dude. <laughs> Drew, um, see 30 goals, 30 assists. I don't want to hear the haters, bro. I don't want to hear no. them. No. Not this week. Not bro, this week. I don't have time no. to hate, bro. Not while I'm wearing my Dillo kit. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> That's probably looking too fresh. Looking too fresh. What are y'all's game day plans? Paul, I know you have Merga. What What do you got going on that day? Uh, Well, before that, actually, uh, you and I are going to be kicking it, right? I believe. Uh, oh, shit, 10 a.m. Yeah. 10 a.m. We got a little Div 5 co-ed footy going yes, on. Getting the, getting the vibes yeah. right, uh-huh. you know? Yep, that'll be nice. Uh, and then after that, probably doing a little bit of recovery before getting into the game, heading over to Hop Squad. I think we're doing a march. Um, that makes sense. You know. And uh, yeah, man, just getting ready. Dude, I'm ready for some double Daves. You know Ooh. what I'm saying? Yes. Ooh. Good In old pizza stands. roll. I miss it. Yes. Mm-hmm. I know Kate's excited for uh, P. Terry's after the game. You know, <laughs> that's our usual stop. Post game P. Terry's. Trying to hit up Culver's, G. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. Do you know what time the march is? Uh, let me let me look it up while yeah. Lojo tells us what he's got going on. Yeah, look it up, Lojo. Fill, fill the Dude. people in. You know, it's just the vibes of driving two hours up to a stadium. Facts. Driving two hours back, man, for the love <laughs> of the game, for the badge. That's all My I got. man, for the badge, bro. Hell yeah, bro. Hell yes. Um, and then you're bringing your lady, Lojo. Of course. Yes, of course. for opening night, of course. I was bringing mine, but... She had plans come up. She has to make some money, so she's going to do that. Dipped. Fire. But we're going to make it work. It's going to be fun. Paul, do you have the time? I do have that time, G. So it looks like that supporters march starts uh, at 545 over from Hop Squad all the okay. way over to Q2. Word. Pull up like 615-ish okay. or so. Something Get like in, that, yeah. Get your double yeah, days and then fucking 30 minutes. And we <laughs> out to you. That's exciting, dude. Um, well, let's, you know, Paul, you mentioned a little bit, you know, the vibes couldn't be poor with the Dillo kid on. Uh, we were all at that kit reveal event last week. Um, but what do y'all think? What did y'all think, I guess, of the event a little bit, but more so about the kit. That's all that matters. Lojo, mm-hmm. you drove up for that on a weekday. Uh, give us your thoughts. Yeah. I, my thoughts, I I enjoyed it. It was a cool event. Uh, pretty well. I, I'd never been to ACL Live either uh, prior to this. So yeah. it was oh, nice. cool to kind of just get a little experience of uh, the vibes and yeah, it's a music nice scene and ACL, uh, mm-hmm. good old Austin, Texas. But it was a good time. I uh, listened to a little bit of music, chopped it up with a few people. Uh, met up with Zach from the North End. Mm-hmm. Caught the uh, We Are Austin TV top flight guys in a stair corridor. Yeah, talked to them in for a stairwell. Bit. Just ch- sat there getting yelled at <laughs> by the attendants. Or I like just blocking, the, blocking. You, know, you have to move nothing. behind this line. Like, I sat. I sat. I miss B man. B, I yeah. hope you're hearing this, bro. Oh Mr. yeah. G. Yep. Yeah, yes, no, it was good. It was, it good was uh, him, football critic, H. Uh, who am I missing? Am I missing anyone? I can't remember now. 
I mean, it was more than two days ago. <laughs> right. I don't remember anymore. Uh, but yeah, and then, you know, of course, they had the uh, video to show us all, like, the kit yeah. release. Yeah, the kit release video was hot. Let me see. Uh, yeah, that was cool. Paul Paul and the gang pull up. Paul with, Bro. like, the shoulders and the arms coming Paul out. pulled up with that kit on, with the dangly cross earring, with the Dreusi kit, or, or the, or the Dreusi uh, uh, cut, haircut. That guy, Dance, that guy did some push-ups backstage. I stop, bro. No, I didn't. I swear. Facts. No, I didn't. Facts, bro. Facts. That post was like our most liked post ever, just because he looks so <laughs> fucking fire, <Right. hard>, dude. <laughs> Thirst traps. But but Paul, yeah. you know, we, we were mentioning that you were on stage, blah, blah blah. Like, tell us what your role was that night. Yeah, I mean, it was it was just you know, um, anytime that the club needs some some hype, some some fire, they always ask the murder the murder to come through because. You know, um, we we like to bring it and stuff like that. So it was really cool, honestly, uh, getting to share that with Kate. You know, like she was uh, banging on over um, with the heartbeat bumbo. Yes, sir. Uh, so it was, it was kind of fire because um, we took that we we take that back home and and uh, we're, we're sitting there. We're like, oh yeah, dang. You know, like Seba was just banging on this just like an hour ago. You know. Yeah. Um, but it, it's cool, man. It was it was Boss. a good time to essentially be the, like the premier like a uh, musical act that showcases the kit. Cause it's yep. like, as soon as that video dropped uh, they had the players come out and um, then they, you know, introduced us in, we played, got hype. And I mean, it was, mm-hmm. it was cool after that, man. And yeah. just for the club to do that and for them to organize all the players to come out afterward, dude, I think that was probably like the coolest thing for all the fans in attendance. Exactly. Yeah. But I, Lojo and I had hella FOMO FC leaving i will say on time for the event we left on time stayed for a little bit that's but right he needed to get home i work in the morning i was tired mm-hmm. and then five minutes later everybody's posting pictures with all the players and we're just like tears sad but yeah. um i had a controversial take so we were talking after this you know we all had Very our kids. all three of us are wearing the kids take showing mm-hmm. up you know showing our ladies take pictures and shit and uh, we started chatting about the jerseys, right? All the jerseys we've seen. And we're like, okay, where does this rank? Blah, blah, blah. So yeah, for yeah. me, I think mm. so far, this is my favorite kit. I will say that. I think it's clean. All time? Especially, I think so. Just yeah, with the, okay. the pictures I've seen so far, seeing the players in it, seeing you in right. it more so, like the way right. it fits, the way it looks, the way the shorts, different color match. I think it's yeah, high. Yeah, yeah. I don't think that's too controversial. We only have like no. fucking six kits anyway, so it doesn't matter. But- right. For me, number two has got to be the barcode kit. Mm. It's the Las Voces kit. Real. Oh, snap. Hold on, listener. Don't leave just yet. I know. <laughs> and, and so the reason why it's Let's hear him out. Let's because hear him. y'all were Yay. saying the OG kit is number one for y'all still. OG home kit, yeah. you know, the bars and stripes kind of thing. It's it's a vibe. Mm-hmm. So I, when I put the Sentimiento, or the, sorry, the, uh, the Dillo kit in my closet with my other kits and was just looking at the two home kits next to each other. Mm-hmm. The OG kit, it's beautiful. I love it. But there's just there there aren't those little details that are interesting, that are intricate, that are fun. You take out the mm-hmm. Sentimiento kit, it has the white stripe in the middle, block, separating the front and the back, you know, on the sides. It has mm-hmm. the nice little fucking pendant on the bottom, not just a big fucking square ATX 2021 on the right, little right. tag. Like it has the quote on the back, the, the collar's nice. Like mm-hmm. it's just a higher quality looking kit when I just hold the two authentics next to each other. And it just yeah, looked yeah. better too. Like you look cooler. You know what I mean? It's more now, interesting to look at. When you say higher quality, I have to agree with you because the Las Voces, it, like the shoulder stripes are not those like sticker things. They're not peeling right. off. 
Right. Mm -hmm. I understand. I, 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 I get where you're coming from from there. But for me, the reason why the original home kit ranks so high and it's just on design and it's because I feel like it was no frills, but it was just classic, uh, you know, yep. traditional footy kit. Right. We Come on. didn't try anything crazy and it. it's beautiful colors. Whereas I feel like the Las Vosas kit is just like the home like that, but just doing the most. Yeah, they, they took right. it to 11, right? Yeah, right. they they yeah. took this and just said, "How can we just make this as extra as possible?" Right. And for me, as a little bit of a purist, and you know, with the footy scene and totally kids, it's kind of mm. how I feel. Yeah, I feel. that's fair. I wanted to make yeah. a quick observation. I know the listeners can't see this, but I'm still in my work clothes because I came straight from work. Look at the shirt I'm wearing right now, y'all. Hey, that no, is the look last. Look at you rocking last. Isn't that silly? That is. That is it, essentially the it's place. a polo, yeah. For if it's like a normal ass like polo, but there's different stripes all over it and shit. I just that realized always mixing his textures, his <laughs> line widths. Bro likes to experiment. Paul, tell me why I'm wrong. Why I'm wrong in like less than a minute, <laughs> yeah, bro? You're not wrong. <laughs> I'm gonna put it that way. Uh, I, I will say, I, I will say this though, like. The barcode got a lot of hate, um, but ultimately, like for me, like if you're talking about like aesthetics, you know, uh, I agree with Lojo that like you can't you can't beat a timeless kit. And I think the barcode kit uh, at the time, like if you in a vacuum, it looks like, OK, but like, man, I just go back to that Vettigny Negro kit and it's like that's mm -hmm. going to look fire, you know, five years from now, 50 years mm -hmm. from now, it's like, true. you know, it's just timeless. It's exactly. I agree. I agree. I think the OG kit will always be in the top for me as time moves on. But the Dillo yeah. kit at some point might become my number two. Yeah. yeah. It just needs a little bit more time. With with the socks and the shorts being the green, the contrasting, oh, the, the full the cream the of full so nice. kit is what makes the it. contrast right, right. Exactly. is what does it. It's nice, man. Uh we spent a little too long on that. So my bad, y'all. But Paul, you had no. a point that you wanted to share. Uh we we're, you know, we've seen on Twitter. All the new signings coming in, guys starting to get minutes oh, like me and yeah. others. Diego Rubio coming in, scoring goals. Obreon scoring goals. Um, and people are calling for these guys to be starting by match day one, you know, or yeah. start as soon as possible. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, you've had some reservations on that. So I want you to share those and just kind of, you know, why we should be patient. Yeah. So I think the biggest thing, I mean, like I'm going to start by saying this, you know, if you, if you are a fan and you fully believe that, you know, the likes of Hader Obreon and Diego Rubio should be starting. I don't necessarily disagree with you, but I need you, I need folks to understand that, you know, when you come on to a team, like, I, I, you know, as a player myself, whenever I join a new team, like, I'm never expecting to just immediately, like, start on if there are already other folks that have been playing before me, you know, there's like a culture and a system already kind of at play here. Right. And it's the same thing at Austin and like with any other team, um, you know, that you join. And so I, I think for me, what's really important is I think Josh and, and the staff are savvy enough to know that these guys have qualities that our current roster, um, you know, doesn't possess. Right. And ultimately, they're going to be integrated as as starters on the team. But like to to just immediately flat out, you know, like they should be starting now. It's like, well, partner, you know, like just give them a little bit, you know, like let, let there be this kind of like respect for the other players and, and the culture, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, cause you know, it might just be as quick as like, all right, after this game on the next game, uh, away at Seattle, like they're, yeah, they're going to be starting and it's right. going to be boom, you know, they, they're right, go, right. going from there, but you, yeah. you at least want the other folks, um, to give a little bit, you know, give what they can. And if, 
you know, if they show out, they show out and, and that fight continues. But ultimately, we, right. we are in a good position uh, to have those uh, players fighting for their spots because that, that's going to yeah. breed that really high quality on, on the uh, roster that we're looking for. Right, right. I think it's a little more native for, for, the, for Austin FC fans looking at Obreon and Rubio specifically as like comparable MLS guys. They've been in the league for a while. Right. Um, you know, Rubio and Zardes have both been two of the, you know, higher end strikers of MLS in the last five years or so, right? Like statistically, mm-hmm. just consistency wise. So I can see, you know, how there's such that, that, uh, for and against is so popular right now because they are comparable in a lot of ways in terms of just yeah. their talent level and MLS pedigree. Um, but I think you're right, Paul, with the culture piece, you know, looking at like, what does it say if every new player coming in? just gets to start day one. What does that say for people's jobs? Like for some people, it might motivate them for others. It might frustrate them. Right. right? Because they're like, well, I just worked my ass off all season, dealt with injuries, played when nobody else could did my best. And now I'm just being penalized for it. When a new right, guy right, comes right, in, right. you know, anyway, so it's interesting. Um, Lojo, do you have anything else to add there? Thoughts of, you know, new guys coming in starting day one or as soon as possible. No, uh, I mean, I I'm, I trust our coaching staff and sporting directors and everything to have these players in position. Uh, this season's a marathon, uh, so you know, yep. getting these guys in immediately. That's it, facts. I mean, yeah. it's points, of course. We're always looking to have more points than the next team. Yeah. Um, but to have these guys available and probably at their peak at the end of the season, that's that's where we need. That's where we need sure. these guys. Mm-hmm. Sure. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. Quality and results in the field will always win out in the long run. And availability is going to mean a lot at the end of the season. Exactly. That's true. Uh, Well, let's move on to halftime. Keep this discussion short because, you know, it's kind of a wash and repeat thing we've seen over the years already with Austin FC, a trend, if you will. But um, MLS soccer staff have released their 2024 season predictions and have pegged Austin to finish last in the West. West. Uh, 17 experts, 14th place. Uh, the lack of faith is astonishing, as always. Uh, but what can we expect? I mean, we have guys like Andrew Wiebe, uh, Matt Doyle, Tom Boger, people who doubted us consistently, you know, not to steal Felipe's phrase there. So what can we expect from those guys? Like, what what are y'all's thoughts on this uh, bottom of the table finish? I put zero weight into this strictly because this league has so much parity and it's so hard to... Con- I, ooh, if these guys... Bars, Lojo, if these bars. guys... If their jobs depend on them being accurate, they wouldn't have jobs. Right. Right. And that's exactly. and that's fine. We're not expecting them to be 100%. But I think you should just put that much weight into what they say. And plus, Weeby's just trying to set himself up for when we do win to be able to say bonus games. And I right. I fully right. believe <laughs> in it for the memes. I, I, I have zero doubt that that's exactly what he's setting up right now. Right. Paul, what do you that's think? Facts. Yeah, man. I mean, the... I don't know. I go both both ways. I mean, tomorrow I'll wake up and I'll go like, oh, you know what? The lack of faith is understandable. The you know day before the game, I'll be like, oh, how could they? You know, like we're winning it all. But um, right. exactly. You know, Lojo brought up an excellent point about the parody. It's like you can't possibly, you know, the way that this league has grown, uh, you just can't you can't um, expect to like just off of a preseason or whatever, you know, like go off of mm-hmm. like, oh yeah, this is this is how they're gonna roll. Um, right. Every, every team will always have the same starting edge, you know, as all the others. Um, Mm -hmm. and that's, what's awesome about this league, but fuck them. Yeah. Facts. (laughs) I agree, man. Uh, we can only go up from here really in terms of expectations. If we're literally, they have us pinned at the bottom. Um, you know, we got Drew Yusu, we got Stuver, we got 
uh, Rigoni hopefully comes out, has a good season. You know, Alex Ring, Danny P, all these guys who are quality MLS players, Johnny, John Gallagher, right? Uh, mm-hmm. I'm just excited to see what the defense does, low key. So I think if the defense shows out and plays above average from what they're expect- expected to do, we'll be in a good spot. Um, well, let's close this half out here. Uh, we're excited to welcome our, our, our friend Eric Goodman from the Austin Chronicle in the second half. So stick around and, and he'll be here to join us. All right. And we're back for the second half and we are joined today by Eric Goodman. Uh, he's been here before, but he deserves an introduction still. A TV producer and sports writer covering all things Austin FC for the Austin Chronicle. Uh, Eric, welcome back to The Very Dependent, man. Thank you. Glad to be back. Appreciate you guys having me on. Yeah, for sure. We're glad to have you and glad to uh, you know have you be here to preview the season with us. So, Paul, I'll hand it off to you. Yeah, for sure. Um, well, Eric, I know I'm excited for one because this, this – uh, off season slash preseason has just been such a long, you know, drought. And uh, I was just curious to know, like, we were curious, like, how did you navigate that vastness, you know, from like when our season ended pretty much in October, all the way through just news wise, like how, how were you able to kind of figure out like, all right, what's going to be news? What is it, you know, and then um, make it go from there. Yeah, sure. And first of all, I'll say, I, I mean, props to you guys and, and anyone else who, you know, was churning out content throughout the offseason because it was pretty, pretty yeah. dormant. Um, sure. so right. at, at the Austin Chronicle where I write, um, you know, we we don't publish my column during the offseason. There's, you know, that that space can go to, you know, other writers and and kind of have more relevant uh, news for for those months. Right. Um, That's cool. You know, yeah. And so, but I do, you know, I chime in, obviously, like there's built in things like the super draft um, mm-hmm. you know, that I always cover and uh, certain, you know, obviously big player signings. And there just weren't that many of them, you know, really up until just these last few weeks um, when you talk about Diego Rubio and then most recently uh, Brandon Hines Ike. So, right. um, you know, I think we all expected that it would be a little bit more, a little bit busier of an offseason for Austin FC. But I guess, you know, if you do think about, the length of time that um, that Rodolfo Burrell is kind of working with in in how he's trying to execute and and transform this club, um, it wasn't all going to happen in one offseason. I think it is fair to be a little mm. bit overwhelmed by you know the the fact that this team does not look like it's it's really you know ready and built right now Final to be form, yeah yeah to be a, a playoff team. I, I you know I think they were picked by the MLS writers to finish dead last in the Western Conference and for sure. Well, I I don't expect it to be that you know that dire. You can't really argue that that's you know a wildly incorrect prediction just based on what we've seen and, and who's on this roster. So right. um, again, props to you guys for for kind of keeping us uh, alive in the dark ages. But uh, <laughs> yeah, it was, it was a slow off season here in Austin, that's for sure. For sure, man. For sure, we were for making sure. shit up every week. <laughs> the straight vibes, man. It's like you gotta gotta give them something sometimes. Remind them why they're here. <laughs> Right. Remind ourselves as well. That's true. Uh, That's true. But I definitely want to take a move towards uh, your exclusive interview with Alex Ring. Uh, could you tell us what that was like for you? Sure. Yeah. So, you know, the Chronicle is really great. Every year um, they've they've asked me to do they've, they've dedicated an entire issue to a season preview. Obviously, that was a, a really big when coming into 2021 for 
the beginning of the club, but they've also kept that going. And I've really enjoyed, you know, it's it's the most that I'll write for any one issue. I usually break it up into three separate articles. Usually it's like um, a roster breakdown, a kind of more opinion-sided column about where I think the, the club is at. And then mm-hmm. I try to... I. Every year I've tried to bring something a little bit different to the table for that third story with the extra space. And I was brainstorming, you know, what what would, I guess, Austin FC fans, considering there's not a ton to talk about, what is something that that fans are going to, you know, that's going to catch people's attention, that is going to generate, you know, some buzz and and, and kind of give fans something to, to talk about. And, you know, the first thing that came to my mind was like, if there's any chance that Alex Ring, you know, I did... I obviously he didn't speak to any media in 2023. Right. right. And as far as, as far as I know, and and I I was kind of able to confirm that with him, that wasn't the club, you know, keeping him under wraps. That was really his decision. It was just not something after being the captain for two years where you kind of have to be that front facing voice and and you really can't say no to the, the press conference and stuff. When, when that responsibility was taken off of his shoulders, I think a big part of it was just, he was like, all right, cool. Then I'm just going to, you know, Almost I don't relieved. I'm, yeah. 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 I'll pass, you know, and, and, you know, that's, that's his, right. I don't, I don't know if it was the wisest move on his part. And we kind of, I kind of got into that with him a little bit. Right. Uh, but that aside, so that was kind of my, my, you know, I guess my white whale It's like, let me see. I, I was also, I, I kind of had some inside info that even though Alex was against doing press conference, he he was a little bit more open to the idea of doing a one on one if he if it was with somebody that you know he had confidence in and um, not to throw anybody under the bus. Obviously, I, I I really enjoy everybody who covers this team with with me, but there are we sure. there are certain uh, you know journalists and reporters that you know rub certain people at the club the wrong way and, and don't have kind of the same trust built in that. Some of the rest of us do, right? right so, sure, yeah. we follow. No, along. We're we're very aware. We're yeah. <laughs> um, so so I hit up uh, Camp Kubek, who who now runs PR for Austin FC, and I, just with this pitch, like, hey, we've got I've got the cover story. This is really the only time of the year with maybe if Austin makes the playoffs, but we can't bank on that. This is the one issue a year that I that I have a cover story. Mm-hmm. And we run this by Alex and see if he's if he's willing to do it, and I'm just gonna let him basically just shoot from the hip speak, you know, tell his side and mm-hmm. get in his way. Um, I, I made it pretty clear that I, I wasn't going to, you know, I, w- I was just going to basically report what he told me verbatim, just let it speak. Yeah, no spin, no nothing. No yeah. spin. Right. Um, and you know, and props to cam because, uh, you know, I, I think it, Alex took a little bit of convincing, but you know, we got him to buy in and uh did the interview while the team was in uh indio california uh you know spoke with alex over zoom from his hotel and you know he was in he was in really you know good spirits and a good mood uh you know we kind of bantered a little bit before the uh interview got started and i tried to just keep things as neutral as possible just you know present the issues to him let him take it where he wanted to go with him um i got a lot of respect for alex he's a really thoughtful person um right i even if he's not always you know, actually coming out and saying something, he always, I feel like has something he he wants to say or something that he's thinking. And so I tried to kind of get as much of, of his thoughts as possible. And, um, you know, we talked about why he didn't, you know, do any media last year. We talked about how he felt about Josh Wolf making a change at, at captaincy and right. um, kind of where the team's at. I, I particularly thought it was interesting what he told me about when I kind of laid out to him that, you know, how do you feel as a veteran player 
potentially being caught up in a rebuild. And he told me that like, in his opinion, this is just business as usual for MLS. Like exactly. if you want to, yep. then go ahead. But every club's kind of in a rebuild. And I thought that's an interesting perspective that really only somebody who's been in the league as long as he has is, is you know, can see. I'm, I'm not, you know, I think, I think this is a little bit more than most clubs go through when you talk about all the, the, the roster spots that Austin's trying to replace right now. But um, overall, yeah, I really enjoyed speaking with him, and I was glad to, that we were able to bring that kind of, you know, kind of kick off the offseason as far as our coverage with with something that caught a lot of people's attention. Yeah, and and it did. People were talking about it. You know, we wanted mm-hmm. to hear from our captain, Alex Ring. So we got that. Um, I guess before we move on to the next question, too, I just want to shout out. You can find that article by Eric on the Chronicles website. Um, if you just type Austin Chronicle Alex Ring, it's the first thing that pops up. And then it's also in the hard copy as well. That's yeah. right. Yeah. You can find that issue on stands between we're taping this on Tuesday. So we're having our next issue coming out on Thursday. So um, it's still still out there just for a little bit longer. For sure. Awesome, man. Um, well, you know, you kind of spoke to this in, in uh, reference to the Alex Wing, Ring interview. But, you know, you're clearly as, as a sports writer and as a personality in Austin, kind of garnering that respect and that, you know, personality and people are looking to you to talk about the club. Uh, Most recently you joined studio five, one, two to preview the season. Um, So coming out of that, what else can people look forward to from, from you, from the Verde report and any other thing you're doing for the season um, this year? Yeah. I mean, this is always a a really fun time of year. It's, it's kind of, like when I'm the most popular person, like it's when I'm the most yeah. popular of, of the entire, like, <laughs> right, you know, right. like I, I'm fortunate. I don't really have to go and try to book myself on some of these, you know, local shows, which, which are always really fun to do. And, um, you know, everyone's kind of, they, you know, throw different things at you. Um, but you know, the Chronicle's got a great team that, you know, tries to kind of, especially when we've got the preview issue, they want to get the word out about that. So, totally. you know, I'm responsible for a lot of that content. So, you know, I, I get the invites to go on on some of these shows around town. Um, was able to to do um, the uh, good good day Austin on Fox Seven uh, yeah. last week. Oh, that's right. and up on Friday is uh, going on. Um, my I I've really enjoyed uh, when I've been able to go on uh, CBS Austin. Um, we are Austin. Those guys are great. Uh, yeah, Trevor sure. in particular is hilarious and a, and a big Austin FC fan. So you know, it's it's. I kind of in my role with the Chronicle, which is obviously is a pretty broad, um, you know, appeals to like kind of a broad community in the city. And then you know, going on some of these shows, which are, you know, lifestyle based, you know, I'm I don't really have to talk X's and O's soccer, which is not honestly, I don't feel like that's my strength to be to be perfectly honest. So I enjoy when I get to go and, you know, talk about what the fans can experience at games, you know. Where what the energy is surrounding the team, what the biggest narratives are surrounding the teams, and and um, so that's you know that's kind of my strength. Yeah. Uh, because, um, you know, I know you guys get into a lot of the you know the tactics, and I try to as as much as I can, but uh, you know, it's it's still especially MLS in particular. I feel like is is you know very in the weeds when it comes to that stuff. So thankfully, thankfully, I'm not, I'm not not you know asked by my editors and, and by my bosses to really get into a ton of that because yeah. a lot of it be guesswork and, and trying to just figure out what, you know, what I'm seeing and try to piece it together. For sure, man. Yeah. You've definitely um, kind of bring Austin FC to the larger audience of the city in a way that, you know, podcasts like us don't do. <laughs> We're talking to the, 
to the the Verde heads, you know, the people that are all in all the time. Um, sure. So you mentioned this, and we spent the first half talking about this a little bit already. But um, you know, MLS soccer writers predicted Austin to place 14th in the West this year. Uh, I, I want to ask you to kind of put on that hat a little bit now, you know, so just Eric Goodman, not Austin Chronicle, but just Eric. Um, what are your expectations for season number four for the team? Yeah, well, first of all, I think it's this might be the hardest season to predict just based on there's there's mm-hmm. a lot, there's been a lot of roster turnover. Um, we, we don't know what, if anything, is going to come in the summertime as as far as big signings, additions. Um so, I mean, it's difficult to say. I I really think last season, Austin, if, like if you want to, Rodolfo Burrell made a lot of waves last year because he said that Austin overperformed expectations in 2022. I sure. think that's obviously, you know, that kind of he looks like, looks correct at this point. But I also think they really underachieved last year. I think a lot of that was bad injury luck, um, not a lot of continuity. We heard Josh talking about, I think he, he quoted, he called it a nightmare, like the eight having to to shoehorn eight different players at center back throughout the course of the year. Right. So you, you expect they're going to have better injury luck. And I think, you know, in a league with where the margins are as small as MLS, I think that's going to make a big difference. Um, I think they will be better defensively. Um, I think if they can, if they can finally get, a double-digit goal scorer, not named Sebastian Driussi, that would go a long way to giving them um, kind of the help they need offensively to sure. break. You know, it's. I feel like you might, you can kind of say this about most teams, but really, kind of that, you know, seven to ten zone, you know, fighting for those last couple of playoff spots is really where I where I see them as their most likely uh, spot they would finish. But again, like you know, you can't necessarily fault somebody thinking that they'll be dead last based on what we saw last year. I also don't mm-hmm. think if, you know, some Austin FC fans really optimistic and they think that, you know, uh, hot air Obreon is exactly what this club needed as far as speed on the wing, which they had none of last year. And right. You know, Danny Pereira and Owen Wolf taking a step forward. I do think there are, there's enough, you know, that you can kind of glean some optimism from to think that this team could kind of surprise people in the way that they did in 2022. Yeah. Perfect. perfect. I'm one of those (laughs) (laughs) optimistic. I'm hopeful, man. Um, well let's get, let's do a quick run through of some predictions of like individual performance for the season. Um, so to start it off, I'm actually going to throw a curveball here because I think we're all in agreement who the top goal scorer is probably going to be for the team this year. So to your point, Eric, of like, we need that second double digit score. Who do you think the number two goal scorer on the team is going to be this year? Just throw a name out. I'll start with you, Eric. This it's it's really tough, and this was what I just kind of said in my my column on this week about who who is in a position to step up. I mean, I I feel like this might be a spot for Giazzi Zardes to just you know kind of quietly just consistently mm. bag some goals up because we know that Diego Rubio, Josh Wolf has told us Diego Rubio is not fully fit yet. Um, Giazzi Zardes is going to have an opportunity to start, uh, you know, be the first choice striker to start the season, and yeah. And you know what? His record speaks for itself. I do think he's going to score some goals, whether it's going to be 10 or more. We'll see. But uh, that would be my prediction for second to Drew C top score. Like it. Lojo, I'm going to hand it to you. 
Honestly, I wasn't going to go with a specific player. I was just going to say whichever striker gets the most minutes. I feel right. like it's going to yeah. come from that striker position. At this point, I can't confidently say you know, Zardes, well, you know, what if Rubio somehow gets hot and we start playing him more often? Or, you know, what if Rubio's just really in there kind of late in games and doesn't get too many chances? Yeah. Uh, I definitely think it's going to come from the striker position. True. And to that point, too, one guy can end up being the tournament guy, you know, open cup, lease cup. Yeah, and one facts. guy could be the MLS guy. So just kind of open cup. Well, if that happens, Paul, what about you? I mean, I'll, I'll just go ahead and say it. I'm pretty sure I have a feeling that Diego Rubio will probably clear mm-hmm. somewhere around the eight to 12 mark. Uh, and that should be enough to um, theoretically, like if, if his health keeps up, I, I, I can definitely see him uh, being that number two behind Drew Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to go out to uh, right field or maybe left field, actually. We don't know yet. And uh, go with Rigoni. I think Rigoni is going to do it. He's going to put it mm. together and start finishing some some uh, tap-ins on the back post from Obreon. boludo. Yeah. So I think it's going to be Rigoni. Uh, moving on. Top assist man. Straightforward. Number one guy. Eric, who do you have? I think there's a good argument to me that it's also going to be Sebastian Driussi. But I, I expect... One thing we heard Josh Wolf ex- say that he's experimenting with in the preseason was playing Danny Pereira a little bit more attacking. Yep. So I think I think this really could be a breakout season for Danny Pereira, especially. Okay. The mm. the so I'm gonna go with uh, with Danny. I like it's it. Show. Danny, yeah. no party. I like it. Same yeah. order, Lojo. I have this weird feeling that it's hot air O'Brien. Mm. I, I, I don't know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Have Logan pick you next. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> well, I'm upvoting Lojo's because uh, I definitely have hot air um, dishing it out with the assists this year. Yeah, so. and to stay with the crew, I actually had him too uh, for the same reasons as I why I picked Rigoni as the number two guy. He's just going to feed the back post all year. So I could tell. I could. T- I was hoping you'd give me a shot before you because the way you finished your sentence, you know, get those crosses <laughs> from uh, hot air. I was like, oh, yeah. well, I hope I say it for him. Yeah, dark horse candidate Jean Kolmanich swinging and crossing. Ooh, Ooh. Like sure, yeah. too. Especially mm-hmm. depending on you know if we get the free kicks together and we have those you know, set pieces. That... Yeah, that'd be nice. That's how we um, kicked off uh, the 2022 season with a cross in from him, if I'm not mm-hmm. mistaken. Yep, it's true. Sweet back post. It's true. Um, let's move it over to a uh, breakout player of the year. Who do you think is going to have the most unexpectedly good season? Eric, I'll start with you again. Yeah, it, you know, would Leo Weissenden count for this? I mean, it, this is a second season totally. in Major League Soccer. I, I expect, you know, him to to kind of just be the most solid and, and stable presence in the back line. I think the Matt Hedges and Julio Cascante, I think it's between either of them for who starts beside uh, Weissenden. But I think this is the year where he establishes himself as the leader of that of the Austin defense. I like, oh, that. I like that. I like that I like shout. Paul, I'll hand it to you so you can steal Lojos. <laughs> For sure. Yeah, I'm actually going to take a page out of uh, Eric's uh, book here uh, in talking about what Josh had mentioned about uh, Danny Pereira. Mm-hmm. And I have a feeling that uh, our number six is definitely going to have, um, you know, one of those seasons where, you know, he really kind of establishes himself as one of the top uh, midfielders in this league. You know, I know that there's a lot of talk about him uh, wanting to work his way into like a, you know, a look at a European side or something like that. So I think yeah. this would be the year, the time for him to, to definitely do that. So I've got Danny. I like it. Lojo. I like it. I like it. He was close. Uh, mine's going to be Owen Wolf. Uh, for the simple fact that I think that we might hopefully 
at this point, you want to see more of a consistent player. You know, being a young mm-hmm. individual, homegrown player, you're going to see ups naturally some ups and downs in your career. But yeah. uh, to, s- I think even just being a consistent player and a consistently solid would be breakout for Owen because we've seen those flashes. We just need to see it for 28, 30 games in a mm-hmm. season. Where, sure. where do you think he gets the most of his minutes this year? That's what I've been wondering mm-hmm. with Owen. That's tough. The month of May through September. (laughs) That's where he was (laughs) getting a bulk of his minutes last season. Pretty sure. Fair enough. On the field, though, if that's what you're asking, I think it's going to be split Mm. between like the eight and one of the wings. Yeah. Just depending on if he's starting or if he's coming off the bench. I think he's that utility guy where he'll play Mm -hmm. somewhere in the attack facilitating. Yeah, I think that's right. Yeah. Um, For me, I think similar to what, Paul said, or what Lozo said about the strikers, I think it's whoever's playing left back the most, whether it's Komenich or Bidu. I think it's one of those two guys, just depending on how they fit and who stays healthy and whatnot. I think the left back position is going to be the breakout for the year. Where whether Komenich solidifies the position, it's his, and he has a great year, or Bidu comes in and does the same. What would you consider a breakout year for John since he is our most recent uh, all-star? Yeah, I think it's going to have to be one health and availability, but two, finally showcasing some like facility, those putting together the facilitating aspect of his game. He has mm-hmm. the weapons, he has the crosses, but can he put that all together while moving forward in the run of play? And then two, I think if the defense does well, he's going to have to be a p- big part of it. The, mm-hmm. the improvement's going to have to come from who's here already. So, yeah. Yeah. And then to close it all out, this is more of like an MLS centered one just because we know what they've been in the past, but. Who do you think the most improved player on the team is going to be? Uh, Eric, I'll start with you. Well, I guess I got to, if 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 I'm being consistent here, I got to go with Giazzi Zardes, who did not have kind of a year up to his standards last year. But, you know, I do I do think now that he's fully settled in Austin, I do think there's, there's an opportunity for him to, again, just very quietly kind of put together one of those Giazzi Zardes, you know, campaigns where he's, within that eight to 12 goal range. And, uh, and that would be that, that would just go a, a big way to helping Austin kind of just keep up offensively this season. Yeah. I like it. I'll, I'll follow you there and I'm going to pick Ragoni for the same reason. I think he finally puts it together. He has all the eyes on him, all the, you know, the, um, doubt on him and he's going to put it together. Lojo. I, I'm sad to be following you up because now I'm going to have to say Ragoni as well. So ah. it's okay. <laughs> Took my bad because my turn to go next <laughs> right. oh. yeah i think uh i'm gonna i'm gonna stay on the the zon uh Kulmanich train i have a feeling that yeah. um the way that he's handled his rehabilitation and the way that he was really showing that um a level of engagement in those last uh couple of preseason matches it looks like he's pretty much on track to really have a a, a good start to the season and hopefully the the coaching staff will let him kind of continue that momentum um through the first half of the season, but sure. yeah, I think Zahn's going to be, you know, who someone who actually started off really strong last season. He did yeah. uh, before the injury, and mm-hmm. I think um, you know he's going to show you know that that left back's his. I like it. All right. Well, that wraps that up, Eric. We appreciate you being here, man. Um, I'm going to give you some space to plug yourself. Where can people find you? What can they look forward to? Sure. Yeah. Appreciate you guys. Um, yeah, you can follow, I mean, my, my Twitter is where all my, I'll post all my content at Goodman on, on X and then, um, yeah, the Austin Chronicle, you know, you can pick it up anywhere around town. And we also have a newsletter that's fully Austin FC, uh, based oh, and that, 
austinchronicle.com slash austin hyphen fc and and that's where you can go and uh, sign up for that newsletter and get all my content just straight Word, to man. that's actually great to know i didn't know that was a thing so i'll have to look at that now we'll put it in the show notes so people can follow it well hell yeah man thanks again for joining us um we're gonna jump over to the stoppage time so we will bid you adieu here my friend Till next time fellas yes sir take care let's jump into stoppage time boys um, so to start it off, this is one I added last minute, but McCullough station is now officially open just outside of Q2. And to celebrate that, um, I believe the team is comping all cap Metro transportation to the stadium, um, on game day on Saturday. So that's good. That's Paul, fire. Is that on the route awesome. for you at all? I mean, I know you're right down the street. You have to take instruments and whatnot, but yeah, I mean, on a day where we're not carrying a big old drum and, and a trumpet over like i think the plan was to hit the howard station and then uh head over but that's really cool man that's exciting it is i know i need to look into it on my end because i think the closest station is not too far downtown from yeah. Probably yeah downtown that that first stop downtown wouldn't you yeah think? just park and ride take the train up yeah. i have to look into that because i moved far away who said uncle tony wasn't for the people man he I'm said saying, i got y'all i got y'all i got y'all exactly Looking it's it all up, me <laughs> That's on me. Uh, moving on. The pro referees declined the offer from MLS. So that means the season will kick off with non-union referees. What does this say? What do y'all think this is going to do to the quality of the of the match on Saturday, y'all? Lojo. Uh, it's going to be rough. I mean, we already complain a lot about pro ref. Or I, it's mm -hmm. definitely going to be a step down. It's going to be a step down. So Yeah. I mean, VAR is still going to be a thing, right? So that's... <laughs> The truth. We got a lot of VAR <laughs> yeah. checks. Like, oh, please Constant. go to the camera. Please go to the camera. Uh, right. Paul, what do you think? Yeah, I don't know, man. I, this is one of those, uh, I'm just going to really try my best to enjoy the game as it happens and just hope that our boys play clean and um, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, undeniable. You know, like mm -hmm. every tackle, every challenge, right. whatever, you know, like there is absolutely no need for that whistle. Yep. Um, Picking up what you're putting and down. Yeah, man. I don't know. I'm, I just don't, I don't yeah. want the refs to be a thing. I'm glad Paul mentioned that because I'm glad it's not a game like San Jose or Houston right, or mm -hmm. Dallas, a team we've got beef with because right. a, a game like that with some inexperienced or, you know, refs that really can't control the situation, it, it'd be a terrible game to watch. Yeah, that'd be terrible. Um, the MLS 2024 season officially kicks off uh, this Wednesday at Chase Stadium with Miami hosting RSL. Um, so I don't actually, we might put this out a day early, so it's today. If not, it was yesterday. Messi had a hat trick, broke the MLS record for most goals scored in, <laughs> in a game. Uh, <laughs> Bro, shut up. This is literally, this is literally what I was going to say is like, I don't want to keep seeing this messy mania continue from last year, G. Like it's almost like it's been since July, mm -hmm. but yeah. whatever. He's the go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Do you think who are the biggest? I hope so. Up the Lions, baby. <laughs> Where were you going to say them? I'm just like, I don't know what's worse, uh, the EFL with Klopp or mm. MLS with Messi, because both of them right now are absolute slob fest. Right, bro. True. Glazing. Over it. <laughs> it's got to be messy because it's messy. Oh, my yeah. God. Yeah. All right. Um, other MLS news. The DC United Supporters Coalition are going to be protesting the first four games of the season due to the Saudi uh, preseason game, the game they played in Saudi Arabia. Um, what are y'all's thoughts on that? I mean, I, I, 
just good for them. I, like, I don't, you know, like, uh, right. Did they not watch yeah. the World Cup too? Right. Yeah. Like, <laughs> tough, bro. You know, like last year it was Galaxy with the drama. This year it's, you know, like, true. One coast to the next, bro. This is drama, 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 drama. <laughs> I, I find it ironic just based off of a lot of probably these people's, uh, these, fans in the area and their you know political involvements most of them probably work in the you know in politics and right their right. engagement already with saudi it's a little ironic but right um yeah i mean i th- you could just say that a lot of the fans are already doing the protest because that stadium's half empty as it is anyways but, right, right, but right. as i said good for them <laughs> ain't shit changed <laughs> right. right right still got that fire cherry blossom kit though that's right that. yeah that's true right. that's true all right uh, moving on to international footy, the CONCACAF 24 Women's Gold Cup kicks off tonight. So tonight we're recording a couple days ago for y'all. Um, the first matches we see are Mexico versus Argentina and USA versus the Dominican Republic. Uh, are y'all excited to see some international footy pick up? Who do you think takes it? U.S., Mexico? They're not playing, but, you know, who's well, the I know Mexi- Yeah. Uh I would say, like, obviously this is a big test for the USA women's team. You know, mm-hmm. obviously we just heard uh, earlier today that uh me officials uh injured you know her tore her acl yeah. so yep. uh, i think alex morgan's coming up but um i mean this this guy that has to be for the ladies is is emma hayes here already or does no. she comes in the summer no yeah. not yet boop, boop. No. contracts that's how they work yeah. Lojo, what are your thoughts? <laughs> anything else to add Lojo? no uh just be interesting as paul said to see where uh i think it's going to be a good Point for Emma Hayes to go look and see where she's uh, got to do some work. True. It's a fair point. Uh, moving back to the U.S. Uh, competitions, 2024 Open Cup gets the tentative go-ahead, kind of, sort of. Uh, Paul, what's happening there? Yeah, so I need to take a look at it, but it looks like we're trying to do some kind of hybrid MLS version of uh, this tournament where not all of the clubs will be uh participating i don't know if that's going to be like you know clubs that are participating in like the top level of you know Concacaf cup or whatever right uh and the lower mls teams that aren't doing much um duke it out so right i don't know it's gonna be interesting still a little weird but uh definitely something to keep an eye on man i'm hopeful i, I want to see open cup soccer because it's yeah. more games for me to enjoy and up the san antonio exactly we need to see san antonio play um and you know from the austin standpoint we need to see austin get our revenge so right um lojo what do you expect from open cup this year i don't know what to expect man uh i would like to see austin be one of those teams to play i would like it yeah yeah um, but if not who knows uh yeah i'll be a big up to the safc uh down at toyota stadium about 20 yes, minutes sir. away i'll be hitting them up for some open cup action if that's the case for sure there you go for sure um, the UCL knockout stages resumed today. Um, so far, we have in the first leg, uh, Inter went beat uh, Atletico Madrid. Was it Madrid? Yeah, yeah Atletico yeah, Madrid. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, 1-0. And then uh, PSV and Dortmund tied at 1-1. Um, and tomorrow, we see Arsenal versus somebody. Porto. Thank you. Mm-hmm. I didn't do my homework. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, you're good. <laughs> um, and then you got uh, Napoli yes. and Barca. Thank you. Yes, the mm-hmm. last one. And then, uh, yeah, so what are y'all's thoughts there? Uh, Kanye West was in attendance today, uh, uh for the inter <laughs> athletic game. Uh, that was interesting. 
Uh, but that was probably just as you know as interesting as anything that happened in that match. <laughs> uh, Stop, he wore a, he wore sick. like a he wore like a face cover the entire time too. The most important the news. Got ops. <laughs> yeah, bro, that game was uh, that was pretty much it. Uh, PSV kind of surprised Dortmund didn't pull this one out. Pretty sure it was in Germany as well, if I'm not mistaken. Was it not, Paul? I think so. Yeah. You know, Are you gonna doubt PSV like that, bro? Come PSV on. to have a draw like that. In I mean, Dortmund, that's, that's huge. Uh, and then up to the up to Porto, dude. Up to Porto. Uh, that's a lot. That it was, five it nil was win. In the Netherlands. Oh, it was in Netherlands. Yeah. That's oh, tough. well then, tough for PSV because yeah, definitely get, get oof, got in oof. the Deutschland. Uh, and, and then yeah, let's go Napoli. Uh, Osman, our future Chelsea. True, 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 true. That's it. Yep. Chop up Barca, please. Yes, sir. Uh, I don't appreciate the PSV hate, but it's all good. They're still they're twenty two and zero still, y'all. They've gone over half the year without losing in league play. Like I know they've had mm-hmm. their you know draws and losses in UCL, but those boys are good. We need to put them up against Bayer Leverkusen and see who's really it. Oh exactly. right, exactly right. Um, and then lastly, we can't do anything but close it out with Chelsea. Um, Chelsea finished the season unbeaten against Man City with a one one draw. I know we wanted the win, but are we happy with the draw? Paul. We'll take it. We'll take it. Uh also you said finish the season. I don't I don't know what that means because you still got a lot of season left, but um Oh, finish the season series. Unbeaten. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah, because yeah, we tied him up four four last time. Yeah. Yep. No, I'm happy with it, G. Yeah. They, they will finish the season still unbeaten. Against Facts. By City. Yep. By City. Yeah. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. Lojo. Yeah, uh, one of those things where if you ask me at kickoff, uh, if I would be happy with a draw, absolutely would be. It's a tough result in the end, especially with how long we held on for. Just yeah, it's unfortunate, mm-hmm. you know, unfortunate that Rodri was so fortunate. Mm-hmm. Uh, exactly. right. But you know, it, this is just a this is just a very cohesive match uh, for the young lads, and yep. it's definitely something to build on and play together. And you know, I think we found kind of our uh, spark on the pitch with Axel just. Out there yes. roaring and making. Is he the new Tony Rudiger? G. That's that's what I you know I've heard you, you listen to Athletic the uh, the Athletic today as well straight out of Cobham mm-hmm. man they he was pulling some uh, Rudiger comparisons there with just his fire and yeah that's man it. all he needs is just a laser from like forty yards out right and little right. S- scoot around and yeah he's he's Rudy love it dude I love it uh, well let's wrap this thing up y'all. We appreciate y'all kicking it with us on this week's episode of the Very Dependent Podcast. Uh, I'm Logan Bartlett. You can catch me on Twitter at LowBarVHLM. I'm Logan Jones. You can find me at the Lolo Jones. And this is Paul. You can catch me at Paul Andrew FC, which is government. That's a government name. name. Oh. And speaking of government names, you can follow Eric Goodman again at Goodman on X. He's got a little government name flair as well. No, um, that's right. And make sure to keep the chatter going online by following at the Very Dependent on Twitter. Uh, we're going to do a better job this year of engaging with y'all and, you know, leading conversation with you and imposing prompts and whatnot and just, you know, being more active out there. So we got a full season ahead. This is our first full season, boys, being the Let's better pendant. So I'm excited. I'm excited, man. All right. See y'all Saturday, boys. Yeah, we'll be out there in the supporter section going harder than shit. Peace, boys. That's it. All, right. All right. See you guys.
Good stuff. I liked it. Oh, why are you screaming at me? Oh my God. 